Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Last night when we were ministering, um, one thing that uh, we were ministering over several people was the orphan spirit. And, you know, having an orphanage, you can imagine uh, how many times we've had to confront that demonic spirit on their lives. And so we just, we're thrilled, you know, just the plan and the strategy that God's given us to take children, you know, that have been, you know, used and abused and orphaned and bring them out of that into a, you know, relationship with Jesus and now into a successful life and victory. You know, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, right? So um, about 3 a.m., uh, I woke up, and I felt the Lord say, would you spend some time with me? So I got up, and I felt like I was supposed to read Acts chapter 3. If you're not familiar with Acts chapter 3, it has to do with the, the lame man sitting at the gate, the, the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And Peter and John come along to go into the temple. And the lame man asks for alms, asks for a donation. And they look at him, and they say, silver and gold, I don't have to give you, but I've got something a lot better. And so today we have a lot better. And so he, he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So he grabbed his hand, and he pulled him to his feet. And strength came into his bones, the Bible says. And muscle and tendons and everything that he'd never used before comes into his body immediately. And he walks. And he leaps and he praises God. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me about 3 a.m., 3.30, somewhere in there, said, there are people here that have a lame man mentality. That they're sitting at the gates of the temple. And they're asking for alms. They're asking for, for something from God. But their mindset is, I'm lame. I'm broken. I can't do anything except beg God for something. Beg God for whatever may be the need. And so before I even get started into what I felt like, you know, I prepared in notes, which we may or may not end up doing, but I felt like we need to take authority over, over the lame man mentality that we are not lame men sitting begging at God's door. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. So just raise your hands today, and we're just going to take authority as an act of our will in the mighty name of Jesus where all power and authority has been given to that name. And we use that name as representatives of the Most High God, as sons and daughters in the image and likeness of God. And we take authority over the lame man mentality, over that image that is 
bore itself and worked itself into our soul that all we can do is beg at God's gates. We break that off of us in Jesus' name. We break it off. We say, no more. I will not be a beggar at God's doorstep. I will be a son and a daughter of the Most High God, and I will walk before him and crowned with glory and honor, and I'll come before his presence, his grace and his mercy showering and pouring over me, and I will receive all that God has for me. And we break off. We break off the beggar mentality in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. So, Lord, we just give you our hearts. We give you our souls. We give you our bodies today. Teach us to manifest your kingdom. Teach us to walk as manifest sons and daughters in this earth and not just show the world a beggar mentality. We are not beggars. We are sons and daughters manifesting in the world in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I've, I've got so much <laughs> to be able to say, and we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to give us the right words uh, that you need to hear. You know, not just what I feel like you need to hear, but what you need to hear. And, and so my, the title of this is, is manifesting Manifestation of the Sons and Daughters of God, Manifesting the Kingdom. What does that look like? What is that? What is being a manifest son and daughter? It, what, what is it? Well, it's, it's, it's becoming and being who God has already made us to be. It's be acting in the image and the likeness of Jesus. So... Whatever Jesus did, we do. Whatever Jesus said, we say. Whatever, however Jesus ministered, we minister. And unfortunately, um, we are under kind of this Old Testament kind of uh, mentality where it kind of gets mixed together old and new. And in the Old Testament, they were waiting for something to come upon them. They were waiting for the outpouring of Holy Spirit to come. They were waiting for the promises of God. They were waiting for the Savior to come. It was a time of waiting. It was a time of preparing. It was a time of looking to the future. And unfortunately, we in the body of Christ, we think that that's still what we're supposed to do. But we are not. We are now after the cross. We are now born again, spirit-filled. The Holy Spirit has now come upon us, and now he flows from our innermost being like rivers of living water. But uh, unfortunately, our prayers tend to be Old Testament prayers many times. Father, heal me. Father, pour out your spirit on me. And he's saying, you already got it in you. You already have it in you. Just let it flow from you. So we're asking for things that God can't answer, and we get frustrated because we don't know the word. Because we're acting like Old Testament people still, and not like New Testament, not like New Covenant, not like born again, not like totally, completely spirit people. You know, we live in a natural world, and it's governed by five senses, 
We like to see things and hear things. And we you know, feel things and taste. That's our world. That's our conscience, conscious mind and our soul. We live in the area of the flesh. And let's throw, can you throw up that, uh, that slide for me real quick back there in, in sound? Just to kind of give everybody a little bit of an image real quick. Just want to, I, I taught this last time I was here, but this is so, so foundational. If we don't get this, we don't get it. We don't get it. We still live in Old Testament times if we don't get this. Okay, so when we're born again, right, our spirit man is a part that changes. It comes alive. We become uh, conscious of God and his presence. Okay, but we live in a body, a physical body, flesh and blood, five senses, you know, everything that is governed by this natural world. And we have a soul, and our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions. But it's more than that. It's our, our conscience, our, 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 our psychic, you know. It's, it's everything that has to do with our creativity and our, our learning and our likes, our dislikes. Our personality is our soul. It's who we are, you know. And that, that's that part of us that we express that we live, it's our experiences, our belief system, it's everything, it's our culture, it's all in our soul. Um, everything that we've been through, everything that we are going through, you know, it's all part of our soul. And our flesh, uh, when the Bible talks about walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh, our flesh is just walking according to the dictates of our five senses. It can be sin. You know, there are works of the flesh that we may get into. I might just make reference to them today. So there are works of the flesh, you know, and some of them are just attitudes. Some of them are just emotions, you know, anger, you know, uh, depression. It's a work of the flesh, but it's just in our mind. It's not like sin, you know, like specifically, though there are sins of the flesh, adultery and, you know, all kinds of other, you know, things that we could be involved in um, that are works of the flesh. So we have a soul, and our soul is where we live. And we, don't, we can't feel our spirit. We can't see our spirit. We can't, we can't hear our spirit sometimes. Now, as we grow in God, those things become more real to us because we learn how to take our soul our mind, our will, and emotions, and to look into the Word of God. In the Word of God is where we receive who we are, is where we learn, this is what I am. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have been made new. I have the Spirit of the living God in me. I have the gifts of the Spirit in me. I am holy and, and pure and righteous. And though In the natural, I don't feel it. I don't think it because I'm so used to this world and the five senses telling me and beating me up. And, you know, well, my experience, well, my culture, well, the voice is speaking to me in the natural. Okay? And so if I don't take time to look into the word of God and see what I have and see what I am, then I'm not going to know who I am by the spirit. I'm not going to know. I'm not going to be able to be a manifest son and daughter of God. I won't be able to walk in the spirit. 
I will think that it will happen once in a while when I'm in a presence. Once in a while when somebody that has the anointing comes and imparts their anointing to me. Now, last night we talked about the anointing is in us and how to release that anointing. We talked about that with the women. And so it's the same thing. We have to understand. This is so basic. We have to understand. I am born again, spirit. And my spirit, through the word of God, through the foundation of what the word says, not my religious culture says, but by the word of God says, I soak that into my soul. I put it into my mind. I put it into my emotions. And then I begin to make decisions concerning that instead of the natural world. So every thought is connected to an emotion. And we make decisions by our emotions. So we choose things according to how we feel. I feel sad today. I'm just going to be sad today. I just, I'm so depressed. I'm so frustrated. And these thoughts come in and they create emotions. And then we begin to speak it out or think it out or choose it and decide, yes, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I feel. And then we live in that mess. You know, we live there and we think, oh, my gosh, and goodness, I can't get out of it. That's where addictions are. Addiction is just something that, is, that you've chosen to believe. That's all it is. And we think, I'm so bound, I can't get out of it. And so we convince ourselves that this addiction is more powerful than our will. But we are a born-again spirit with the power of God on the inside of us. Holy Spirit is in me, all-powerful, all-knowledge, all-present. All He's all-present in every one of us. And if I will connect daily and choose, choose to say, I will walk in the Spirit. You know, too many times we're thinking, well, one of these days, God is going to, you know, really work in my life. One of these days, you know, it's going to be my turn. You know, one of these days, the anointing's just going to fall on me and I'm going to get healed. You know, one of these days, when I, you know, pray enough and fast enough and, and worship enough and cry out to God enough and beg enough, God's going to answer my prayer. And I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. But that's not how God works. It's not biblical. That's Old Testament. So today, right where you are, you have everything you need. Your healing is in you. Because Holy Spirit's in you. Your deliverance is in you. Because Holy Spirit's in you. And now you can choose to close that valve of your will and say, I'm an, I choose to live in my depression. I choose to live in my addiction because I like my addiction. I choose to live in sadness. I choose to live, you know, in sickness. I choose to live in poverty. And I'm just going to ask God every once in a while for something that I need. That's walking in the flesh. And God is like, we've got a better way. We have to be manifest sons and daughters. We have to come up 
We have to get out of the Old Testament mentality. We have to get out of the flesh mentality. We have to get out of the natural, like my husband was saying, walk in the supernatural. Walk according to the word of God and believe the word of God. Know who I am, believe who I am, and read the word of God. (laughs) Read it. Meditate on it. We got to have it. That's who you are. Otherwise, you're blinded. And you're deaf because the enemy doesn't want you to know who you are. Because you're going to be a manifest son and daughter of God. All of creation. Romans 8, 19. I think you've got it back there, right? Read it in the Passion Translation. All of creation is waiting for us. It says the entire universe is standing on tiptoes, yearning, yearning, longing, desiring to see the unveiling. Of the God's glorious sons and daughters. The earth is waiting. It's groaning. That's why there's so many birth pangs going on in our earth. Because they're waiting. When are the sons and daughters going to rise up and calm these storms? When are the sons and daughters of God going to rise up and multiply the food? When are the sons and daughters of God going to rise up and cure cancer and cast out demons and bring our cultures and our nations back into the manifestation of the kingdom of God? Come to earth. That's what we're called to. That is what we're called to manifesting sons and daughters of God in the earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to teach you two things of how to do it practically. Because we got to get this. We have to get that this is the time that you and I have to choose. You know, and the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. And we think, God didn't choose me. God, he chose Pastor Hunter and Liz, but he didn't choose me. I don't have anything. I don't have any gifts. I can't play the piano. I don't even know how to pray very well. You know, and we think God didn't choose us. But I'm going to tell you a secret. God says, I call everyone. You choose yourself. You choose to be the chosen. You have to choose it. God is no ex- acceptor, uh, 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 no respecter, thank you. No acepción de personas. He does not, there's no respecter of persons. God doesn't look at one and say, um, you know, I think he's cuter than him, so I'm just going to let him have it. He doesn't do that. He's like, you know, well, this one loves me more than this one. You know, he, he, God does not do that. He's not an earthly father that has favoritism. And we've lived in that stuff for so long. We can't believe that our God doesn't have favorites. Our God doesn't have favorites. You know who he favors? The one that believes in him. He favors the one that loves him. He favors the one that says, I'm all yours, Abba, Abba. I'm yours to command. That's the one he favors. He favors the one that says, I'll go. I'm here. Choose me. I choose to be chosen. So it's up to us. It's not like God's waiting to pour out revival. I'm sorry to tell you. He's waiting for us to pour out revival. He's waiting for revival to come pouring forth out of us. He's waiting for us to say, whoa, I'm a manifest son and daughter of God, and I have revival fires on the inside of me, and I just release the anointing. I release healing. I release the kingdom of God on the earth. That's what he's waiting for. 
And revival can happen in any generation. If there is a generation that will rise up and say, yes, we are that army. We will be that army. But two things that will help you be part of that army. One, praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. We'll read probably through verse 10. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden mystery which God ordained before the ages for our glory, our glory. God has already predestined wisdom. He's already given us things that he wants us to reveal. He wants us to discover. He's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. It's not like, oh, God, he's so mysterious. Oh, you know, he, I don't know. And he's wanting to give us the mind of Christ. He's wanting to give us his strategies, his thoughts. His thoughts are so much higher than mine. I can never think like God. No, he said, you have the mind of Christ. That's Old Testament. We now are new creatures. We have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, the mind of Christ that wants to control our brains, our, our, our soulish mind, the mind of Christ that wants to come upon us, overtake us, and then take us through and take us flow fl to flow to the nations. Hallelujah. Verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't realize God's plan. It was hidden from demonic powers. It's not hidden from the sons and daughters of God. He reveals all things to us, which we're going to read in just a minute. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. How many love God? How many things God has prepared for us? Things our natural eyes have not seen, but he wants to show us in our spiritual eyes. Things that our, our natural ears have not heard, but he wants us to hear by the Spirit. Things that we have never imagined in our own natural uh, capacity and personality are the things that he wants to reveal to us by his Spirit. But, verse 10, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. This is past tense, church. It's not like we're waiting. Oh, God, please reveal to us. You know, please. We're not beggars. He has already revealed them to us. We just have to look at it, concentrate on it, and say, Holy Spirit, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I have the revelation of Christ. I choose to walk in revelation. And then it comes, it just floods, it floods into our soul because we're connecting by faith with the word of God and what is already in us. Can you see it? I know I'm going fast. It's just there's so much I want, I want to, sh to share with you to give you these, the, the, the power to overcome, to give you the power to break off addictions off of your life, to break off depression, to break off, quit going to counselors, come to the word of God. That's where it's at. God and his power is what you need. You don't need to go to earthly voices. Praise God. I'm not against counselors. I've got a daughter that's a wonderful counselor. She, she does child, she does therapy with children. So praise God. Um, so, but God has revealed to them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. If we could understand the power of our born-again spirit, 
our born-again spirit searches together with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit takes our born-again spirit by the hand, and we search the deep things of God. How do we do that? Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. You pray in the spirit. You know, I have heard different people say, oh, I don't like to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just boring. <laughs> because they don't have a revelation of the benefit. And they, it's like the door to the spirit. You know, over here you got the natural, and then there's a door here, and you go, Whoa, and we're in the spirit. I mean, it's that easy. It's just like last night I was telling the ladies, and I know, ladies, you're going to have some repeats here. Sorry about that. But you can always hear it a second time, right? So you got to cross over a line. And you just do it by making a decision. I decide that I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I don't have to wait for Holy Spirit to come upon me to walk in the Spirit, for him to pick me up and carry me in his arms. It's not going to happen. He's already in me, and he's going to tell me what to do and how to do it. So my born-again spirit, I have all things. Philemon 1.6 says that the sharing of our faith, the, the participation of our faith, the activation of our faith may become effective. Effective. You know, the kingdom of God is built on faith. You know, we have to have faith to draw near to God, to believe in God, to believe in the super. We have to believe that there is a spiritual realm around us. You know, otherwise we think the only thing that's real is what I can touch, what I can see, what I can feel. That's the only thing real. Scientists say there are ten dimensions of creation. There are only three in the natural. We have space, we have substance, and we have energy. That's what we see in the natural. And so science says this. There are ten dimensions. So how many are in the spirit? There's a lot. You have time. You know, God, you know, in the Bible we can see how certain, certain prophets, as we study it, have done time travel in the Bible. It's a real thing. You know, I, I think that's how Jesus got through the crowd without them grabbing a hold of him when they wanted to crucify him, when they wanted to throw him off the hill. He just chim slipped into a little time warp and he was out of there, you know. <laughs> and supernatural, right? Things of the Spirit. So that the sharing of our faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ. By acknowledging every good thing that is already in you in Christ. Not something you're begging for. It's what you already have in your born-again spirit. Your born-again spirit. And then in the Amplified, that same verse, says, and I pray that the participation of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. Wow, that's mind-boggling. If we will just take that one verse and meditate on it, and then begin to choose to believe it. This is what I have. The participation of my faith. Is it promoted? It's grown. It just, it's expanded. It, it, it comes into 
full uh, manifestation when I recognize, when I appreciate, when I understand who I am in Christ. And I walk in it. I choose to walk in it. Wow, that's powerful. So walking, excuse me, praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, we activate that hidden knowledge. We activate that door of getting into the Spirit. The second thing that is, will help you manifest, be a manifest son and daughter of God, is you have to deal with your soul. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with where you live. You got to deal with, with, with your personality. You've got to deal with your thoughts. You've got to deal with that. And there's something very, very easy, a super easy exercise to get your soul clean and to keep it there. And so we're going to talk about that. It's releasing, releasing and binding. Okay, so it's, it's, um, it, it's that Matthew 18, 18. Whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. It's taking your authority over your soul. You are the one that has the power and authority over your own life. I mean, you think, oh, no, somebody else can heal me better. Somebody else can pray for me better. No, you're the one that can pray for you the best. I don't care if, you know, Benny Hinn, you know, I don't care who, what, what big, big evangelist, what big person that is flows in the anointing of God prays for you. You can get healed faster by your own prayer because you're dealing, dealing with your own soul. So that's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. So our soul has a mixture of spirit and flesh. So our flesh, again, just the five senses, that natural world, the things that speak to my soul, okay, those things that make me think and feel and, and then decide, okay, whether I do it in, by the, according to the, the natural world or whether I do it according to the supernatural world, the spirit, that spirit world. So Galatians 5.16, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, the lust is just a desire, desires of the flesh, you know, those passions, those desires. And it's very, you know, cliche to say, what's your passion? You know, what's your passion? Oh, I'm passionate about art. I'm passionate about, you know, math. I guess there's people out there that are. I'm passionate <laughs> I'm passionate about music, you know, I, you know, we're passionate about car, you know, whatever we're passionate about. But that's just what that's talking about, is what are your passions? Are they for natural things? Or are they for spiritual things? You know, and it's, it's a choice that you make. You decide your likes and your dislikes. You decide what's good for you and what's not good for you. You decide according to your beliefs. And your beliefs are created by your culture, by your experience, by your mindset. That, that creates your reality, whether it's a lie or whether it's the truth. That's what creates your reality. So, whoops, where'd it go? So, when we walk, there, there's a choice we make. It's not up to God. God's not going to say, okay, I want you, you, and you. Come over here, walk in the spirit with me. And you and you, I'm sorry, you guys have to walk in the flesh today. It's not up to God. 
And unfortunately, that we think it's just up to God. Well, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on you, God, to make me walk in the Spirit. I'm waiting on you, God, to deliver me. I'm waiting on you, God, to break off these addictions. I'm waiting on you, God, to heal me. And God is saying, I have already done it. I've already done it. Go to my word, learn what my word says, and believe it. Believe it. And then begin to walk in it. And then we walk in the spirit and not after the passions of the flesh. So for the lust, the flesh lusts against the spirit. That means it just is against, it fights. It fights against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So the natural world is always denying the presence of the spiritual. The natural world always wants to consume all of our time, all of our energy, all of our thoughts, you know, because it's here, it's screaming at us. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun to sit down and do, I mean, that's where we live. So the natural world, our five senses, the flesh, is warring constantly against our spirit. And our spirit with the power of Holy Spirit, is warring constantly against the flesh. There's something that has to die. Either the spirit's going to be quenched or the flesh is going to die. And it's our decision. Our decision. So it keeps on going. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. What is the law? Sin and death. If you walk according to the flesh, you will die young. You will die early. You will not fulfill your destiny. That's what being a manifest son and daughter of God is. Because the flesh will create death. That's the word of God. It will do it. Whether you believe it or not, it will create death. And how many people are just, you know, they're... We, we hear all kinds of things of people that, things that happen to people, you know. They, they get taken out through different situations. People die young, and that's not God's will. But yet our religious mentality says, well, I guess it was their number. Their number came. I guess it was their time. They, they, you know, it's God's will. It's not God's will for us to die young. What does his word say? Long life. You can mount up with wings of eagles, and you'll run. And that's Old Testament. You'll run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. For the Spirit of the Lord God is upon you, and he teaches you all things. The anointing teaches us all things. Hallelujah. So when we're led by the Spirit, we're not under that flesh. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions and heresies, envy and murder and drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. And the like. That's not just an exhaustive list there. It's like there's a whole lot more. So what about worry? Uh-oh, stepping on toes. What about frustration? It's a work of the flesh. What about intimidation? What about shyness? Is that really the spirit of God that gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind? A spirit of fear? 
Fear is a work of the flesh. It's, it's the natural world screaming at us and causing and producing thoughts and emotions that are contrary to the spirit of God. So what do we do with that? We'll keep talking. So, as I told, also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That does not mean you will not go to heaven. That means that you will not experience the kingdom of God on earth if you walk after those things. It means that you will not experience being a manifest son and daughter of God with supernatural powers in the earth. That's what that means. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and if you live in depression all your life, and if you, you know, just live in that defeat all your life, and you die early, you're still going to go to heaven. God loves you. He, he just, he just you, you were just controlled by your flesh. And it warred against the spirit. It warred against your destiny. Your flesh is warring against the destiny that God has for you. The very purpose that you were born. The very purpose that you came into this world for. And the devil has so hated you, that's why he's beat you up. That's why he's slapped chains of addiction on you. That's why he's brought you through and drug you through mud and horrible experiences. So he could keep you from your destiny. But God says, hi, you're now born again. You are now mine. You are now a manifest son of God. You now can overcome everything that the enemy just has done for you. Overcome every experience you've ever had, every abuse, every horrible, nasty thing the enemy has ever drug you through, you can now overcome it. You can step out of that and say, I, I am dead to my flesh. I am dead to my past. I am a new creation. I am born again, and old things have passed away, and all things are made new. I am new. Every day I am new. Every day I am full of the fruit of the Spirit. And let's read it. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is who I am. Those are rivers that flow from me. I am kind. Even when I drive down the road and somebody bows out in front of me or does something stupid, instead of shaking my fist, I'm kind, Lord, forgive them, forgive them. I'm kind, right? I have kindness, you know. I have gentleness. I have love. I have joy. And it, tra it gets us into the walk of the Spirit. Because the walk of the Spirit is fruit. We will have something in our life to show for it. And as we walk in the Spirit, as we choose to be a manifest son and daughter of God with the power of Holy Spirit in and on us and flowing through us, we will have fruit. Hallelujah. And then the last verse, well, against such there is no law. There is no death. There is no destruction against those. And then verse 24, and those who are, are Christ's have crucified the, the flesh with its passions and desires. It's just a decision, church. It's just a decision. Every day I decide to keep my flesh crucified and to walk in the spirit. Now, one thing 
that has helped me so much, so, so much, and I'm just going to, I'm just passing over a bunch of stuff, is to understand my authority over my own soul. And if we don't understand that we have authority over our own lives, we'll, we'll tolerate the enemy. We'll tolerate our flesh. Our flesh will take us down thing, paths and, and, you know, uh, keep us un, in, in addictions and everything else. So I choose, when I, and I practice this every day. I practice it 10, 15 times a day. Whatever I have a thought or an emotion that comes to me that is of the flesh, I say, I release that from my soul. And I bind the Spirit of God to my soul. See, the battle's in my soul. I am spirit. I have everything I need. I have perfection. I have maturity. I have righteousness. I am righteous in my spirit. Whether I, what, and no matter what I've done in my flesh, no matter what I've done, I am holy. Just let that say, I am holy. I am holy. That's a hard one for some of us because we've so convinced ourselves that we're so unworthy, that we're just worms, that we, we don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. But we are his image. He's our father. And see, that's what that, that orphan spirit leads us down that unworthy path. When God is like, I have adopted you. You are mine. Now you are just like me. Now you are in my likeness. Being in the likeness of God means we act like him. Being in his image means we look like him. When, when we are in his likeness, we act like him. Which means we're not going to act like the devil. We're not going to act according to the passions of this world or according to the, the corriente de este mundo. We're going to choose to walk in the word of God, by the spirit of God, with the fruit of the spirit flowing in our lives. And so when we have a thought, jealousy, I like that dress. That dress would look so much better on me. I wish I had that dress. I mean, those thoughts come to us. Man, that's such a cool shirt, you know. Like, you, they're little things. It's the little foxes that mess up our soul. And so what do we do? I take authority. Immediately, immediately, I don't dwell on it. Immediately I say, I take authority over that. I release envy and jealousy out of my soul. And I receive the love of God because love is not envious and love is not jealous. So if I just wake up and I begin to think of these complaining thoughts, oh, I'm just so unsatisfied today, and just begin to complain, I stop. I stop it. I choose to say, no, I will not complain. I will be thankful. I release complaining from my soul. I release it. I get it out of my soul. I don't let it stay there in my mind and emotions. 
Otherwise, I give in to that complaining spirit and nothing is good enough for me. And I create problems in my marriage, problems with my children. And then I begin to act like an unbeliever who has no power. And the devil eats my lunch. He steals and robs and takes what God has given to me. But if I say, I release complaining and I bind thankfulness to my soul. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful for the air I breathe and the husband that I have and the children and the, bu- and the, and the house that I have. I thank you, Father. I thank you. And I walk in the spirit. See how that works. Okay, you do that with physical, natural things as well. A pain in my body. I can either agree with it because it's come, it comes into my soul. My body makes sig- gives signals to my soul, sends a signal of pain to my brain. Ouch. My body reacts, and my, sp- my, my, my emotions go, oh, I feel the pain. And then I choose to walk in the pain. Or I can say, I take the authority that has been given to me. I release pain from my body. I do not accept pain. I do not tolerate pain. I take and I bind to my spirit. I bind to my soul the stripes of Jesus. By his stripes, I was healed. I am healed. And all pain is gone out of my body now in Jesus' name. We take authority over it. You see how that works? You see how those lies just penetrate into our whole personality? And then we end up going, oh, God, I'm so confused because I don't know what's happening. I don't know why you're not answering my prayers because I go to church and I say, oh, Lord, heal me of these pains. But all week I've been saying yes to the pain. All week I've been saying, oh, I hurt so bad. Oh, no, what's happening to me? Instead of going to the Word and seeing who I am, I am healed I am prosperous. I have all things. There is nothing that I cannot do. And I have power to lay hands on my body and command sickness out of my body because the Spirit of God lives in me and the power of Holy Spirit flows from me. That is a manifest child of God. You see how that works? It's all right there in my chooser, my will. It's not my will. But yours be done. But get it practical. We've got to take authority in our soul. God's not going to do that for us. He's not going to do it for us. And we can pray till the, you know, moon turns blood red, and it's not going to work. God said, can't, he can't do that when he's already done it. He can't go back to the cross when he's already been there. You know, he can't heal your sickness right now if he's already done it. He can't deliver you from addictions that you continue to love and continue to to desire when he's already delivered you from it. You have to choose. You have to choose. You got to confront yourself. You got to confront your own soul. Who do I really love? 
And then you either choose to be chosen or you choose to be eliminated. I know that hurts, but that's the truth. It is the truth. And you will either be part of the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God on the earth, or you will eliminate yourself. And you'll watch by the wayside. And you'll say, oh, I wish I would have. You'll still be saved. You're still going to go to heaven. But you're going to miss out on the privilege that we as a body of Christ have this day as God is manifesting his kingdom in the earth. I do not want to miss that. I will not miss that. I will be a manifest daughter of the Most High God. And I will die to my flesh. I will choose daily every emotion, every thought. I reject it. And I will bind to my soul the power of the Spirit. Because I am a spirit being. I have the very power of the universe on the inside of me. Andrew Romack says, you know why we bow our heads when we pray? He says, we're looking at God. We are the temple of God. Not that we are God. I mean, you know, please. <laughs> we are looking at the God that's on the inside of us. And we're saying, God, arise. God, arise in me. Arise and shine for the light. Your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. He's risen upon you and over you and in you and through you. We are in Christ. It's like getting in your automobile. You are in Christ. But yet Christ is in you. you know, and, and we've got to picture that. We've got to see that. We've got to have that image. I either close the valve and I walk in the flesh one day and I live in misery and sadness and depression and sickness and pain and, and every other thing, you know, that the enemy has planned and you know, every other desire of hell, right? I either live in that one day and then the next day I come to church and go, wow, I'm so glad that the presence of God is here and I can get free. But then the next day you choose to walk in the flesh. So you have to choose 24-7. I'm telling you, I am not teaching you what I do not practice. I know the power of it. I know the, do I do it all the time perfectly? No. <laughs> None of us are perfect yet, but I'm going there. I'm, I've decided that I'm following Jesus. I've decided that I will be like Jesus in the earth. I've decided that I'm going to do the works that Jesus did. Am I doing them yet? Not quite. But I'm getting there. I'm going to be, I'm going to get there because I choose it daily. And I practice it daily. I practice to be in the spirit, to walk in the spirit. Do you ever think anything other than the Bible? Yes. <laughs> we have jobs. We have things that we need to think and need to do. And, you know, we have kids to take care of. And, you know, we have assignments and jobs. Of course we do. But at the same time, we're doing that in our soul, our spirit is illuminating everything that we do and giving us an anointing in everything that we do. And it re you can release that anointing into your children, 
into the projects that you're working on, into the school papers that you're doing, into your classrooms, into your homes, your business, your vehicle. Release the very presence of God, the anointing of God that's already on the inside of you. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is so powerful, saints. This is so powerful and it's so simple. It's not hard to get around. It's not hard to understand. Holy Spirit can be very simple. The message of Jesus Christ and being born again is so simple a child can understand it. In fact, they understand it better. I love to pray with kids. I love to take kids out to pray for the sick. They have no problem with it. They pray and things happen. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Because they don't have to go so much around their thought processes of I can't. They just believe that they can because mommy and daddy told them they could. Our daddy's telling us we can. You just close your eyes with me. And I just feel like Holy Spirit wants each of us to choose. Choose to take up the agenda of God. Choose to say, I will be a manifest child of God. It definitely is a commitment. It's a commitment on my part to deal with my own soul. But God is saying, will you commit to dying to the flesh, dying to the natural, so that I can lead you into a supernatural, super powerful life that you've never dreamed of, you've never seen, you've never heard, you've never imagined. These are the things that I have prepared for you to fulfill your destiny, to fulfill the very purpose for which I created you, to be a manifest child of God, showing forth his glory and walking as Jesus walked in the earth. If, if, if you want to just acknowledge that, just raise your hand to heaven, not to me, to heaven. And just say, I choose as an act of my will. Voluntarily, I choose to be chosen. To be part of that end time army manifesting the kingdom of God in the earth. Holy, pure, righteous, full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, overcoming all obstacles with the authority of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm yours to command. I'm yours. I choose to walk in the Spirit. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. I feel like God wants to break off some addictions today. You've been feeding some addictions. You've been allowing certain addictions into your life. And today God is saying, you can't wait any longer. He wants to set you free, but you have to want it. You have to desire it. It might be pornography. It might be alcohol. It might be you're addicted to depression. <laughs> you know, there are people that are addicted to certain things that just have your, they, ha they have you. They, they have you in chains. And the Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke of oppression. And there's an anointing here for breaking addictions off your life. But you have to want it. You have to say yes. I choose to be free. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.